0: Season two of the Pat and JT
1: podcast.
0: Exclusively on the Herd App Media Network. Right. Um, one of my favorite things to do at the end of the year, not only look back on the previous year, but also predictions going forward um, on a lot of things.
2: I was, you know what I was going to say real quick before we got started. Mm hmm. I <clears throat> uh, just wanted to throw this out there in case anybody else was wondering. Anybody else uh, the last couple nights or about two nights ago get woken up because of an EAS test in the middle of the night?
0: Yes. I think somebody <laughs> yeah. scheduled that yeah. at PM instead of AM. That was uh, jarring.
2: 1108 to be exact last 11-08. night. Yeah. Yeah. It actually yep. was. And just so y'all know, this was put out by the Nebraska state patrol and it is 10, either 9 AM or 10 or 11 PM or something like that. It alternates between, uh, 11 p.m. central and 9 a.m. central, but it wasn't supposed to go out over the phones. The wireless emergency alert was inadvertently activated.
0: Oh, freaked out a lot of people. So
2: it it actually does. It's a regular EAS like we used to have in broadcast that they did. That they that's typical. That's what they do. That's it's morning and then it's night. It's morning and then it's night but inadvertently they, they did the, the phone thing. Yeah. I woke up and I'm, I'm thinking I, it scared me at first. I remember it vi- just, just vaguely. I went right
1: back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Clearly your cortisol is not triggered. Yes. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> Everyone else's panic was triggered. <laughs> I was just like, Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever. Back to
2: sleep we go. But yeah, Dana is we're doing the year in review and kind of doing a, a predictions and what's coming up for the new year. And just was curious what what your spidey senses have on tap. What do you what are you thinking? What have you felt? Where where are you okay. at? Okay.
1: Well, this is my interpretation of the numerology for this coming year. So if we start back at 2020, right? Little review. 2020 showed us what doesn't work it was all about creating stability and consistency and security right which obviously when the majority of society is in a place of fear it's going to show up insecure unstable it's like the foundations of a lot of big societal programs were built on sand right Mm -hmm. so it showed us where our systems were broken where we needed to fix things right and then in 2021 that was our year of change so that was our five year so five year was all about um figuring out how how to make the changes so that we can move forward in a healthy way so here's the thing about most people when they're in their fear is that uh change is super scary so you know people cling to the old patterns and the old ways things were done, even though they're not working, it, it's it's more, it felt safer to stay with what you knew than to be courageous enough to change it to make it better kind of thing, right? Yeah. And then this year is, uh, 2022 coming up, is the so total of that is going to be six, which, you know, you saw four, five, six. That's how it goes. It always goes in order. And the six... Well, first the twos, there's three twos and a zero in there. So zero is God and divinity and uh, completion and um, think of a, of the endless circle, right? And then you've got those twos and twos are all about love and peace and harmony. And then the total is the six and the six is the, uh, it's about family. It's about the mother, the father, the um, healing, nurturing, um it's so, it's a lot of, it's going to be, for, for 2022, for the world, it's more about balance and creating harmony in the human family. Huh? So we can see how we've been pitted against each other, how we have not been compassionate towards one another, exactly. how we could work on that, right? So this is our call to create peace within the human family, which means taking care of the people who need to be taken care of, Having compassion for ourselves and letting that overflow to other people. Um, so, in a year of six, health comes up a lot. Mm. So, and think of health in in think of family as very broad. So, it's not just your family; it's your work family, your friends that you consider family. Um, there's lots of ways we could call things family, but the human family. And then think of health as mental health, physical health, spiritual health. Um, all of these things are gonna be called into question. Uh, for example, last year was my personal year of sex and my health, physical health was called into uh, action. I had to start taking care of myself and that included me dealing with emotional, mental and spiritual aspects that, that uh, when those aren't healthy, they create the disharmony in the physical body. So our family, the human family has a lot to work on um and that all stems from like think of family as when you think of family you think of your roots right right so where things come from where they originate from so where our beliefs and our program patterns are which is again going back to our roots to heal things from there not just from the surface um when you look at how our world works we're a very instant gratification environment right people want the quick fix they want the pill to make them skinny and they want you know, I want to do 15 minutes of this and then look great, right? So when you think of that, we've got to go beyond the surface and the superficial and go to the roots of the illness of humanity is really what this is. And that that's calling us in to make some big changes, um, which, you know, all of this discomfort that has been created over these last five years is there to make us uncomfortable so that we will enter into and accept some changes into our story because we want to feel better.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's interesting. So that makes sense, kind,
2: of, kind of falls in line with the what they've been calling the Great Awakening or paying attention to things that people hadn't paid attention to before. Um right, right. just like you know, kind of like it's interesting as I'd seen some people posting things about people who grew up in the seventies or eighties in particular that they feel really fortunate that that's when they grew up because it was, it was a Camelot to a degree for a lot of people, because you know what I mean? Everything just worked like it was supposed to work, even though some things were dysfunctional and all that finally came to a head. Now you see, oh, okay, we can't, we can't go back to that. And some things have been normalized that shouldn't be, um, some things haven't been that are, we're still dealing with. Um, but it's, it's interesting that more and more people at least are more aware and are, are paying attention to or uh, seeing things for the first time. You know, it's just like, all of a sudden you see it and it's like, oh, my God, how did I not know that was happening?
1: Right, or, right. Right? And, and like just looking back and like looking at your own family and looking at maybe where, you know, things have always been a certain way, but then seeing how maybe becoming more aware on a personal level and seeing how certain patterns are not healthy, they're just habit. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just habits that we, that aren't, that aren't helping. It's the, hurt, it's
2: the devil you know.
1: Right, right. And so that comes down to like talking about like the patriarchy and the matriarch, right? Mm-hmm. Like thinking about how those are the leaders of our family and how they're supposed to be helping guide and shape us uh, to become the next leaders in the family. But look at how some families, um, how that doesn't always work that way. So instead of, so one of the energies of the six is the mother or the queen, right? Well, the the fearful part of that would be the, like, I call it the red queen, right? The off with your head if you don't do what I want queen. (laughs) So I'm sure that there are a lot of people who know those types of personalities in their families. Not everybody is. Um, And then the opposite end of that would be uh, the mom who doesn't take care of herself and does everything for her kids, creating codependency. Mm-hmm. So when you apply that to the world, can you see how our society might be out of balance and how maybe neither side of politics is it's like one or the other of the negatives, mm-hmm. right? It's like either the over-domineering fear or the doormat fear, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's like... uh well, no. Let them figure it out for themselves. Just throwing them out in the pool to swim without any instructions, or trying to do everything for them and making them de- dependent.
2: Uh-huh. It really, I think, it's interesting too. Is that we once you reach a certain age, when you're at an age where your parents were the same age, and and you were in a particular part of your growing up, and you realize how little they knew.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: Because you're yeah. like kind of scary. Oh my. God. God, you know, I was, you were leaning on your parents to be able to teach you all this stuff. And that's how society's supposed to work. You're supposed to be an adult and you know how to handle these things. And then all of a sudden you're at that same age and you're looking at your kids or you're looking at kids at that age where you really needed some guidance and you're realizing your parents didn't know shit. Right. And they were, they were, they, <laughs> they, were, were, just
0: they were just trying to get by just like we are
2: we're all just treading water, right? just and treading everybody water is, right? there, there is nobody like this perfect family that's portrayed in the movies or portrayed on tv exactly. or just in our minds but now right, you're right. like and you're like damn how did we get this far how have we not just killed ourselves off at this point
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it is kind of amazing that some of us are still alive after riding in the backs of trucks all the time.
0: On the edge of truck. On the edge of the back the of the bed. Not even in the back. In the
1: e- on the top.
0: The edge. It's like that was totally unnecessary danger.
1: Right. Totally unnecessary. It was. Unnecessary. was, it was my, I remember riding in a truck with my grandma, and I did. I was like a toddler, and when she hit the brakes, her her arm just came out mm-hmm. like a swing and stopped me, and yep. that was my seatbelt. Yep. <laughs> And you, As I was standing and jumping in your life on the seat, yeah, yeah, that mm-hmm. was that was my that life. It. So, yeah, and and you know, I didn't know I should have been afraid then. Like that's just how it was. So there, I didn't have fear.
2: You know, it's interesting now that you say that. It's like I wonder if they had the statistics. I'm just curious what what the statistics were in automobile accidents of injuries of children before seatbelts. Because right. I remember, I vividly remember, yeah, sitting on my dad's lap when he's driving. I remember. Right. Yeah. You know, and he's like, here, take the wheel. Yay, You know, I mean, I'm like, I remember, you know, or or laying in the back window when you're yeah, bathroom, yeah. laying up in the yeah. back. Window. But I'm just curious. I wonder, because I don't remember there being like, but I was little, you know, it's like, was there, was there just an, oh my God, the mass casualties of children in cars that, that we have to, we have to strap them in. We have to, oh, I, don't, I don't know if there was. I'm all for like
0: science advancing and saying, hey, what you guys have done in the past isn't the safest. Let's move this way. I totally understand (laughs) like, you know, they didn't have have helmets 100 years ago. We have helmets now. They save lives. I totally get it. But yeah, it it is a miracle that we survived this long.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. right. Well, if you want to hear, I'll tell you this crazy story. So my brother was, I think, 11 or 12 and he was a Boy Scout. And the Boy Scout troop went on a road trip to a lake to like water skiing stuff so there's the back of this truck pulling a boat and in the back of this truck with a cover on it is like a dozen boys and they're all exhausted and sunburned coming back from this trip and the wind caught the boat and flipped the truck on the highway
0: oh my gosh and
1: the top was not screwed down on the back of the truck and the little kids just went everywhere on the highway
0: holy cow
1: i know and they were all, almost all, almost all of them were perfectly okay because they were sleeping when it happened, and it was, they, they were relaxed. That. And so yeah. my brother had some road rash on his face. I don't think he had any broken bones. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was absolutely, yeah, so it's, it's, but, but it you're was right. crazy. That, and that was in the eight, let's say that was eighties. That was in the eighties. Yeah. Wow. So Wow. Yeah. yeah. I just think that story is just crazy. I can't even believe, like, I could just visualize a boat flipping and these little kids just yeah. flying through the air. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I, and honestly, I don't think I,
2: I habitually wore a seatbelt until early 2000s.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah, same.
1: Mm-hmm. My parents scared the crap out of me, so, so I always wore a seatbelt. Like, if I didn't have one on, I felt like I was floating around in the car and it freaked me out. So yeah that that was a good habit that they gave me. So that was something good they taught me. <laughs> so considering, consider well, I wonder if my brother's accident had something to do with that. Maybe. So, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering now if that had an influence. That but could- you know, we learned a lot of we just learned the hard way, right? Like something has to happen before we have a significant emotional event that creates the change. So for every person that's gonna be different. Um, and when you look at like what happens in our society, like what happens before somebody notices? Like how many people don't have empathy or compassion for for somebody who loses a pet because they've never had a pet and didn't lose it or, or doesn't know the impact of, of, maybe they don't have a great relationship with a parent, but then that parent passes away and they didn't realize the impact until it happens to them,
0: yeah,
1: right? So that's really common. It's just human to not have the experience, to not have the sympathy or empathy for someone going through said experience, which is a a lot of this that we see going on in our society. Like for example, COVID, if your family hasn't been touched by COVID and lost someone, you don't really think it's as big a deal until somebody you know is affected. That's, and I feel like we're approaching, we're approaching uh, at this point where I feel like most people's lives are, have been touched by it in some way. So I'm hoping that that's going to create that shift in society about um, how they respond to it.
2: Mm-hmm. Just, and also just to be more understanding of other people's circumstance too. I mean, that, that's oh, yeah. so much response. It's just anger. And right, right. Uh, it's like, you know, you don't have to go there. You don't have to be pissed off right. at people. Um just understand that they're not where you are. And
1: But what but yeah, think about what anger is though? It's like a secondary emotion. So it's it's you protecting yourself from not feeling safe enough to be vulnerable, right? Uh-huh. So when people respond with anger, it's they're really showing you they're scared. Uh-huh. That's what anger is. Anger is saying, "I'm too afraid to be vulnerable with you so i'm going to push you away with anger and close myself off so you can't hurt me Mm
2: -hmm. yeah and a lot of people have done that i think i think too you know that's something else that the conversation came up about having to move beyond some people in your life like you have to take a hard look at some people just aren't going to be able to go where you're going to go some people aren't going to be able to be along for the ride because they want to keep you where you are. And,
1: and they maybe don't... you setting that boundary is what they need to be a catalyst to create the change in their yeah. story. When we don't show up authentic for people, uh-huh. we're really doing them a disservice. It's a good because point. when That's you not really have... point, That's say a good that good again, point. when you don't. Uh, set boundaries for other people. You're doing them a disservice when you're not showing up authentic You're doing someone a disservice mm-hmm. yeah, because a you're robbing them of the experience, right? Yeah, we we have to say no and that's a big part of this So when you think about that six energy and that love energy that comes from that too Those boundaries are so vital that is love love is saying no when you need to love is having a boundary so that people know what's acceptable and what's not acceptable way to treat you, right? Mm-hmm. And that's how we are going to shift everything. Shift comes from within each of us first. So we have to work on ourselves. It, you know, this is it, and this is what I figured. This is what I decided. This is the year of of be what you want to see in the world. Mm-hmm. You want more balance. You want more love. You want more compassion. You want more understanding you want more gentleness, you want more uh, cooperation, you have to be those things. Mm-hmm. And it, it, And here's the thing, you have to be consistent with it. And in our instant gratification society, we think we do something once and everything should be to stay that way. But that's not the way it works, you have to be consistent. You're gonna continually meet people who are fearful and you have to not mirror them. You mm-hmm. have to show up how you want them to show up first. And everyone's like, only if they do it first. Well, <laughs> okay, then nothing changes. Well, that's because where you
2: the, the have daughter, to be the leader, right? It, that, that's where, and, and honestly, I've been guilty of this—the of the people pleaser side mm-hmm. of me. Um, you're not doing anybody any favors, and you're definitely not doing yourself any favors by doing that because you're trying to make everybody else comfortable in a situation that maybe they're not supposed to be comfortable in.
1: Right. you you're, you're, so so you're, right? you're the you're the uncomfortable one. You're the uncomfortable one trying to make everybody else yeah.
0: comfortable. And yeah, and you're the one that's very uncomfortable.
1: So the balance point is mm-hmm. balance between being a doormat and being overly domineering, mm-hmm. right? That's the finding the middle part right there is we don't want to be walked all over, but we also don't want to bully,
2: uh-huh.
1: right? So there's so, a way to
2: get between the two. There's a big there, there's a space between the two to fit, and <laughs> that's where and, my and
0: mustache lives. My mustache <laughs> lives in that door between the doormat and being domineering. That's where Darren lives. That's why I'm that, considering bringing him that's back.
1: That's your mustache, Darren. And him. ironically, your mustache is on your mouth. <laughs> right. Mm. See. So the gateway to those things is your is
2: your mouth.
0: <laughs> it's covered by Darren.
2: <laughs> Interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's kind of fun. as I was looking at some predictions that were out there. For the world and you know, etc. People putting out their thoughts and there were some interesting ones that came up. One of them says that, uh, and these are these are very more, much more specific than what you're looking at. But these mm-hmm. are, are things that are honestly coming for the country and for the world. And and when you start reading them, it makes it very real when you mm-hmm. start realizing little things like they're saying that the okay, let's just grab this one. How about talking cannabis? Let me see if I can find that one again. That's what I thought was rather interesting. Um, that they're saying cannabis drinks are going to explode this year, right? And this is something that was totally uh, a no-no for so long, right? Talking about cannabis and people are getting more and more about CBD and a little bit more comfortable with what that means to them and how they use it in their lives. And now they're saying that's going to explode. They're going to say the federal government is going to go paperless this year. I don't imagine everybody in the federal government wanting everything in the cloud because they're a little nervous yeah, no about Zuckerberg way. and all his buddies. No way.
1: <laughs> right. Well, we um, better get better at our thousands. security. <laughs> We're going to do that.
2: A hundred percent. A hundred percent. But it's like people, things are moving so fast for some people. I mean, and electric cars are expecting hundreds of thousands of electric cars to be on the market and be used on on our roads. But for some people, that's all those kind of changes – uh, what was one of the other we were talking about the other day? Pat was the virtual reality. It was going to yeah. be say in the next five years. It'll be as big as Netflix. We won't even
0: remember what it was like to sit and just watch TV. It'll it'll be all be through virtual reality because it'll be much better experience.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And for for a lot of people, that's you know, hearing those kind of things, you're just like, um, no. I just
1: well, want that triggers fear of change.
2: <laughs> huge change. Yeah. Right. But I think, do you think that this year could be one of those years where we see a lot of things as far as change? Or is it just like, get, like you were talking about family, it's more about getting our feet underneath us and getting our foundations settled?
1: Well, and well, us really looking at what's under our feet is the, is the big thing about this year, is what are you standing on? What mm-hmm. is your programming? What are your beliefs? Are they serving you? Are they making you sick? Oh, right? Yeah. So that's really like all this, like the techie stuff and the moving forward with that kind of stuff. It You have to remember, too, tech also creates division, right? That's what
2: it's, I see when I hear VR is going to be as uh-huh. big as Netflix. And I'm just seeing a bunch of individuals with their helmets on experiencing life. It's kind of like at a concert and everybody has their phone up and they're, they're recording it. Like just sit there and enjoy it.
0: And you never go back and watch those videos. You never, you post them once and you never go back. I still have Garth Brooks videos on my phone from three years ago, four years ago when he was in Lincoln. And I watched them one time and haven't watched them since.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And the memory pops up and you're like, great. That was great times. And yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was great times, but I'm not going to watch that again. Right. Yeah. So I mean, being present, right? That's yeah. the gift. The gift is to be present. Like, how do you make the most of your life? Well, is it are you worrying about the future? Are you focusing on things you can't change from the past? Or are you being present? Mm-hmm. Like what we're missing a lot right now is connection. Mm-hmm. Everything is um virtual. It's not in person. We're missing, we're missing touch, we're missing quality time. We're missing this deep human connection and i feel like that's really going to come out this year people are starved for it yeah we're yeah. starved for it and and yet we're crippling our younger generation by not um mere, not um what's it, uh, mentoring and not showing them with our own actions like how to have connection how to be yeah. present we're on our phones we're not engaging with our children no, we're, we're, you know you- it's really
2: when you say that 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 was going on before the pandemic, right. But
1: and this is like cre- this is tenfold. Um, yeah, this is like the climax of collapse for this type of stuff. Mm-hmm.
2: How do you how do you reverse what's happened to our kids? When we we have to, a six year old that's been for the last three years they've been masked.
1: We have to become present, and it's and like everything with humanity, it's going to take time. We're we're slow rollers right Mm -hmm. it takes time for us to create shifts we have to be more aware and more conscious of how we spend our energy every day and what we really want is what you're doing bringing you closer to or farther away from what you really crave Uh what you want in your life you want connection but you're making choices that don't create it you have to change what you're doing that's so difficult for people because there's such a, I mean, the one thing they want is connection, but all the choices they're making are moving them away from it. Right. Awesome. So it, it this is this is all going to come to a head. I feel like mental health is going to be huge this year.
2: Uh-huh. And we because, thought it was huge last year. That's oh, yeah. We started seeing a lot more options for online mental health uh, therapy, um, yeah. which have turned out to be really good options. They're not in person. Right but at least it's something, but at least people are talking about it a lot more too.
1: But we also police people's intuition and we have tied the hands of so many mental health professionals with regulation that they can't truly say what they need to say to someone. They might intuitively know exactly what this person needs to hear, but they're not legally allowed to say it to them. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of hand tying going on too. We're trying to regulate, we're trying to control. Um, a lot of health options are, uh, like I said, you know, like uh, when I said, when we create codependency in our society through our leadership, right? Our, what they think, what they say they're doing is they're protecting us, but they're really not protecting us when they tie our hands from finding our own health solutions. Um, like right now, who controls your health care? Not your doctor, and not you. Your insurance company decides what you can have, and the government right?
2: decides what the insurance company can do. So right? Like it, it is. It, it's. 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 It's like the judicial system. I hate to get down this road. It but
1: is. No. It, no. It's, it's the same. Taking it's just that where our society is. Judges, sick.
2: Right, and we say, okay, these are the mandatory sentences, so judges don't get to judge.
1: Yeah, and this is it's where like our society that. is sick. This is where we go to the roots. Right. Mm -hmm. And you find the root of the problem and you have to correct it at that level or it's not going to change anything. Right. think of a tree. If you don't feed the roots and take care of the roots, the the leaves are going to die. Yeah. Yeah. The branches Mm -hmm. aren't going to thrive. Right. right? I tell you. Yeah, you know,
2: this is this is going to be interesting because I think after the last two years, people are much more cognizant of what's going on around them and, and trying to find ways to get people back together. And we've had a little taste of it this year for some mm-hmm. of us getting back together. And then and then now we're kind of pulled back again. And so here we are literally us right now sitting here virtually recording this episode, uh, right. which is awesome that we can do that. But I miss yes I miss being in the studio. I miss us being in person because I think it right. the conversation also because you can see people's body language. A little bit better than from the shoulders up.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: great right? So, oh my God. Okay, so I'm going to try and pull this around. Pat, can we pull this back around? I don't know. We can it's try on to. A happy it. Note.
0: We can try. Yeah, let's try. Well, we always try to end it on a happy note.
1: It's it's still it's not. Oh about- no, it's not. No, no. Think about this awareness as a gift. Yeah, it's a good thing. So, it's a good thing yeah. to be aware because <laughs> how many people are going to start thinking about these little things we've talked about today and really decide? You know what? I don't like that. And I do want to change that. And now I have a few tools in my toolbox to, to create an awareness and create those little changes every day. I'm, I'm going to take and put my phone down for that hour and do nothing but get on the floor with my kids.
2: That right there would be a big start just for me. Just listen, right. leave the phone in another room and not worry about it. But it's funny how people get mad when they call you and you say, oh, I'm sorry, I left my phone in the other room. And they're like, how can you leave your phone in the yeah. other room?
0: Like You did not.
1: And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> well, well, that's you, again, like that's kind of. I think of instant gratification as almost an illness now. Mm-hmm. It is right, like we're we have lost the ability to be patient and wait for things, and you know all we did as kids was wait for things. Right. 100%. We waited for the phone to ring. We waited to go, you know, go somewhere. We waited for the bus. We waited. So yeah. I mean, it's okay to wait. Like the waiting, think of the waiting as an opportunity to pause. Yes. And we don't pause enough. We just
2: it's kind run. of a gift. Honestly, it's kind of a gift to wait. It's kind yeah. of a it's like I always it's and it, it, same way with uh, re, just just the simple things like replying to a text message. Um you switch the switch the the thought process in your head. I send a text message with zero expectation of hearing right back from you because I assume you have other things going on in your life than waiting for me to text you. Right. And, right. <laughs> and yeah, it's quite possible you're dealing with something else right now and it's
1: nothing to do with me. So, so, so let's not look at, I mean, I didn't think of our conversation as being low vibrational or dark or anything. I feel like it's actually upbeat because now we know where to focus right now. We have, An idea of where the energy is going to go where the focus is going to go how we can use that energy to improve our lives and make those shifts and changes that will bring us more joy right who doesn't want more joy in their story who doesn't want better feeling thoughts who doesn't want who doesn't want connection and that's what this is really going to bring us is opportunities to connect
2: yeah so on a more personal level if somebody wants to get out get a hold of you because you want something that's a little more specific to your own situation. Absolutely. Um, this is kind of the big picture, the overview, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But the, it's really easy to get a hold of you and, and sit down. How how busy have you been lately?
1: Um, I have, on average, well, right now I have between 35 and 40 uh, reoccurring clients. So I have about 10 to 15 new business spots a month. Okay. Um, so it's it's really about what where I can fit people in for those new businesses because I have these consistencies, but I absolutely want to get more joy into the world. I absolutely want to help everybody. So if somebody needs to reach out to me, we'll figure it out. We'll get you in. We'll figure it out. How do they find you, girl? Um, quickest, fastest, easiest, simplest is just to text me. Uh four oh two nine six zero zero six two four. Just shoot very me a text. I'm, I'll am i probably want to talk to you on the phone. Yeah. So don't freak out. <laughs> <laughs> I know people are like, no, 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 no I don't want to talk on the phone. Um, yeah. So just shoot me a text and then we'll find a time to talk and we can look at calendars together.
2: And I can attest she's very easy to talk to.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not scary.
2: <laughs> Good deal. Thanks so much for jumping on with this. And, and uh, hey, Merry Christmas.
1: Happy New Year. Merry, yes. I can't wait. I know. When we talk to you, we'll be a month in next time we talk to you. And today is solstice, which is the return of the light.
0: Yes, it's coming back. Dark
1: to light. Yes, today we start to gain light back. So it's time to start waking up those sleepy eyes from the winter and start getting inspired for the energy of the new year that's coming in. Thanks for that. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we're talking about.
0: Anything on that. (laughs) That's perfect.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Deanna. Thank Absolutely. You. Got it.
0: Hi guys. Um it's Pat and JT Twitter, Instagram and Facebook um or um online. You can get to us at well, patandjt.com but it's a disaster right now. So don't go there. Uh, 402-403-9478 Texas.
2: Pat and
1: JT Podcast. A hood Media Production.